No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Daniel has a vision of a ram and a goat. The goat breaks the two horns of the ram. The horn of the goat is broken into four horns, and a little horn arises that exalts himself. What all could this mean? We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Daniel chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. The truly wonderful thing about Bible prophecy is that God speaks of things that have not yet happened as though they have already happened. Now, God gave Daniel visions about future events with such accuracy that they had to be from God. Of course, there are those skeptics that say, well, Daniel didn't really write it when he supposedly wrote it, and that doesn't work because the Bible speaks of Daniel living when he did. But at any rate, we look at a prophecy today that speaks of world events that would occur 200 years after Daniel wrote them, but some of these prophecies still have a future fulfillment. We continue in Daniel chapter 8. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared to me, to me, Daniel, after the one that appeared to me the first time. I saw in the vision, and it so happened while I was looking that I was in Shushan, the citadel, which is in the province of Elam, and I saw in the vision that I was by the river Uli. Daniel received this vision two years after the vision of chapter 7, or about 551 B.C. It was 12 years before the Medes and Persians would conquer Babylon. Daniel was about 72 years old at the time. Shushan, or Susa as it is also called, was a city about 200 miles southeast of Babylon and at the time wasn't very important to the Babylonians. Eventually, it became the capital of the Persian Empire. The river Uli was probably a canal that flowed through Shushan. It's unlikely that Daniel actually left Babylon to travel there. It's more likely that God transported Daniel in a vision to Shushan, just as he transported Ezekiel to Jerusalem. Since Daniel was describing the Medes and Persians conquering Babylon, God put him in their future capital in a vision. Then I lifted my eyes and saw, and there, standing beside the river, was a ram, which had two horns, and the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher one came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward, northward and southward, so that no animal could withstand him, nor was there any that could deliver from his hand. But he did according to his will and became great. Now, we don't have to be in any doubt about what the ram represents. We will see tomorrow that the angel Gabriel shows up to give Daniel the interpretation. Now, I wish I had that help every time I came to a prophetic problem. The ram was an ancient symbol of Persia. As the Persian king stood at the head of his army instead of a diadem or crown, he wore a ram's head. And here the ram represents the Medo-Persian Empire. The horn that comes up last and is larger than the first is the Persians who would assimilate the Medes into the empire. Now history tells us that the Medo-Persian Empire grew in these three directions stated here and in this order, conquering Babylon to the west, Lydia to the north, and Egypt to the south. 
They even progressed as far as India, creating the largest empire ever in the ancient East until the time of Alexander the Great. Daniel could not have possibly known these things with such detail apart from supernatural revelation. And as I was considering, suddenly a male goat came from the west across the surface of the whole earth without touching the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. Then he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing beside the river, and ran at him with furious power. And I saw him confronting the ram. He was moved with rage against him, attacked the ram, and broke his two horns. There was no power in the ram to withstand him, but he cast him down to the ground and trampled him, and there was no one that could deliver the ram from his hand. The goat represents Greece under the rule of Alexander the Great, who would conquer Persia in 331 BC. At the time Daniel received this vision, Greece was only a group of small, insignificant states. The fact that the goat moves across the surface of the whole earth without touching the ground speaks of how quickly Greece would conquer the nations. Unlike a normal goat that has two small horns, this goat has a prominent horn between his eyes, kind of like a unicorn. This horn represents Alexander the Great. By the time he was in his early 30s, he had conquered more of the world than any other previous ruler. Daniel sees the goat attacking the ram with such furious power and rage that it breaks its two horns. The ram has no power to withstand, nor is there anyone to deliver him. Now, history tells us that the Grecians harbored considerable wrath against the Persians for the way they previously attacked Greece. The Greeks had never forgotten the disgrace and shame of earlier Persian conquests. For years, they brooded over them and nursed the desire for a bloody and triumphant vengeance. With Alexander, the time had come to gratify their passion and settle old scores. Therefore, the male goat grew very great, but when he became strong, the large horn was broken, and in place of it, four notable ones came up toward the four winds of heaven. Alexander could conquer the world, but he could not conquer himself. While in Babylon, he spent a night and a day drinking excessively. He slept out in the rain and developed a fever and died shortly thereafter at the age of 32, just before his 33rd birthday. His untimely death left a great conquest without an effective single leader. And it took about 20 years for the empire to be successfully divided. It was divided ultimately among Alexander's four generals in the West his general Cassander took over Macedonia and Greece. Towards the north, Lipsimachus took over Asia Minor and Thrace. Seleucus took Syria and Babylonia. And Egypt, Arabia, and the Holy Land were taken over by Ptolemy. Thus, with remarkable accuracy, Daniel, in his prophetic vision, predicted that the empire of Alexander would be divided into four parts to the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came a little horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the glorious land. And it grew up to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the host and some of the stars to the ground and trampled them. 
He even exalted himself as high as the prince of the host. And by him, the daily sacrifices were taken away and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Because of transgression, an army was given over to the horn to oppose the daily sacrifices and he cast truth down to the ground. He did all of this and prospered. Out of one of the four horns comes a little horn that grows exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the glorious land. This little horn is different from the little horn that Daniel saw in chapter 7. That little horn came out of the Roman Empire, whereas this little horn comes out of the Grecian Empire. However, both little horns position themselves as being intensely antagonistic toward God. From the description of the expansion of his kingdom, it seems that it's from the point of reference of Syria. Expanding south would be toward Egypt, east would be toward Persia, and the glorious land would be in reference to Israel. These conquests are confirmed in history through Seleucus, one of Alexander's four generals. The eighth king of his dynasty was Antiochus Epiphanes, who reigned 175 to 164 BC. The apocryphal book of 1 Maccabees speaks of his reign and the wicked exploits that he carried out. The little horn grows up toward the host of heaven and casts down some of the hosts and stars to the ground. The saints of God are compared to stars in other places in Scripture. Now, if Hollywood can refer to actors as stars, then God certainly should be able to call his people stars, wouldn't you say? Probably the best explanation of this is that it speaks of the persecution and destruction of God's people, along with defiance of the angelic host who protect them. Of course, angels are also spoken of as stars in Scripture. Where this passage speaks of the little horn exalting himself as high as the prince of the host, it is in defiance against the Lord himself. Now, we are also told that he takes away the daily sacrifices and casts down the place of his sanctuary. In 1 Maccabees 1, 44-49, we read of Antiochus Epiphanes, the king sent letters by messengers to Jerusalem and the cities of Judah directing them to follow customs strange to the land, to forbid burnt offerings and sacrifices and drink offerings in the sanctuary, to profane Sabbaths and feasts, to defile the sanctuary and the priests, to build altars and sacred precincts and shrines for idols, to sacrifice swine and unclean animals, and to leave their sons uncircumcised. All those who did not obey the command of Antiochus would die. Now, he also set up a statue to Jupiter in the temple. He even sacrificed a pig on the Jewish altar and sprinkled its blood around the courts. Why did God allow all this evil to prosper? Well, in Daniel's vision, we are told it was because of transgression that an army was given over to the little horn. What was this transgression? First Maccabees describes the spiritual climate in Israel when Antiochus Epiphanes came into power. In those days, lawless men came forth from Israel and misled many, saying, Let us go and make a covenant with the Gentiles round about us, for since we separated from them, many evils have come upon us. This proposal pleased them, and some of the people eagerly went to the king. He authorized them to observe the ordinances of the Gentiles, so they built a gymnasium in Jerusalem according to Gentile customs and removed the marks of their circumcision. They abandoned 
the Holy Covenant, they joined with the Gentiles and sold themselves to do evil. In essence, they wanted to become just like the world. So God gave them over to the rule of a godless Gentile. This is a good lesson to learn that when a nation abandons God's righteousness, he gives them over to bad rulers and evil prospers. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that certain one who is speaking, How long will the vision be concerning the daily sacrifices and the transgression of desolation, the giving of both the sanctuary and the host to be trampled underfoot? And he said to me, For 2,300 days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. History tells us that after Antiochus Epiphanes desecrated the temple, it lay desolate until December 25th. 165 BC, when the Jewish patriot Judas Maccabeus rededicated and cleansed it. Now, what is the significance of the 2,300 days, which is six years? It probably refers to when Antiochus killed the high priest in 171 BC. Six years later brings you to 165 BC when Judas Maccabeus defeated the enemy and cleansed and reconsecrated the temple. This rededication of the temple came to be known as the Feast of Dedication. Its popular name today is Hanukkah. Now, Daniel was absolutely accurate with these historical references, but we will see tomorrow that the really fascinating thing is how this points to the Antichrist who will be coming in the future. I hope you can join us tomorrow. You've been listening to Simply the Bible the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the angel Gabriel appears and gives Daniel the interpretation of his vision. A fierce king will arise who will exalt himself against the princes of princes, but he will be broken in the future. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Daniel on Simply the Bible.